All right, all right. Welcome back to another episode. I am Michelle Dickey, your host for CHA's Truth Seeker Podcast on Spotify, iHeart, Pandora. That's right, Simplecast, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Ditcher, Deezer, and more. All right, let's do it. Let's dive right into it because this is something that we did not know at certain points during our lives before God awakened us to and from the abuse and introduced us to a real spiritual battle for the mind. One of the things that many of us come to realize is that we had witnessed the trance-like stare of a Jezebel. At the time, we didn't know that what it was. And so I'm going to share with you all. I did date this dude roughly for about eight months. I share this story in my book, Real Event of Narcissistic Abuse, Someone's Survival Guide. And you all can always Hop on over to the website at cdhrwdrmd.org and download your easy peasy PDF copy. You can also download the easy peasy MP3 formatted audiobook version as well. And of course, you can also get the paperback. Whatever your preference is. Many of us are getting used to the digital era. (laughs) We just are. Increasing our device storages, downloading more digital stuff. All right. And then those of us who still like the physical copy too, depending on what it is, you know, to each his own, right? There we go. Chosen ones have always been like that, that whatever floats your boat. Hey, right? Okay, but I did. I dated him. It was about eight months. About into the fifth month, I started waking up with strange bruises, like on my legs, in weird places. And he tried to tell me that I was bumping into stuff. I was like, what? Hold up a second. See, at that time, you know, I was in my late 20s, you all. And so I would have, I would get off work, and I used to, used to have a couple of vodka and cranberries. That's it. Right? I just have a couple of drinks to relax at the time. And I didn't realize that I was not remembering going to bed. So as that went on, I found myself playing investigator. Because he would say, oh, you bumped into that counter or you bumped into that table. And I would go and I would look at the bruise. I didn't know I was already a forensic analyst. Okay, and I was trying to match. Remember patterns, right? They tell a story, 
And so whatever it was he was trying to tell me I was bumping into, because A, I don't bruise that easily. Typically, I don't. And so I would go and try and match what he was telling me I bumped into, and there was no match. I was like, no, that bruise is too low for that, or that bruise is too high for that. And not only that, they were usually somewhat circular in nature. And knowing what I know now, uh-huh, that's right, as a forensic consultant, that's right, you all. I wear many hats because when I left him, it wasn't long after I saw that trance-like stare. It's where he was sitting in the chair and he was staring straight ahead. And his eyes were so glazed over like he was just somewhere else. And a very eerie look on his face. Like a micro expression. And I didn't even realize it. But I was like hmm. Something's not right about that. And sure enough. It wasn't even a couple months later. That's right. That. I woke up. To get ready for work. I had to be. It was a weekend. And I was the assistant manager. So I was the weekend manager. So I had to get up early. Somewhere around 3.34. To be there. By 5.30. And I remember getting up. I don't recall what it was. That. He blew up about. I do know he had an issue with me talking to. An acquaintance. That I hired at the store for third shift. And he would call me or I would call him. Because he was having some life difficulty. That he needed some help with. He needed someone to talk to. And so I was there for him. Just in that capacity. He was dating somebody. So it was not like that. But of course a jealous narc. Is not going to believe that. Because, as we now know, the evildoers, they are cheaters, right? Okay. And so, whatever it was he blew up about, and then I was just like, really? This early in the morning? I got to go to work. But, of course, he knew I had to go to work. So, that was definitely deliberate. Wanting to cause me to have a bad day, which I didn't, thankfully. But he basically kicked me out, right? And I was like, fine. So I grabbed as much of my stuff as I could muster up and get into the car. As I am coming out with the stuff in my arms, he takes a glass picture frame and busted it over my head. And guess what side of the head it was? That's right. My right side. And I was like, okay. So I'm, I go to work. I'm a little bit shook up. I will not deny that. I was a little bit shook up. But I knew I was going to end up having to get a hotel room that night. No biggie. And figure things out. So, of course, I called my parents. Told them what happened. And stuff like that. And, of course, they came. You know, they made the arrangements. And then I also uh, was told by a customer about the Women's Crisis Center in town. 
Glory be to God. They told me what happened when I was telling them about the strange bruises and not being able to remember even going to bed. And they said, they told me about that date rape drug, GBH or GHB, I think. Okay? Told me about that. And she said that because he was a bodybuilder, that he likely had very easy access to it. Because I told her, I said, for me to have, like, blacked out like that, I only had a couple of drinks. There was hardly anything out of that, that liquor bottle. There was hardly anything gone. And she said that's because he spiked the bottle so that this is going to be harsh for some of y'all. But it's so that he could, that's right, basically treat me as a rag doll while I slept. Those bruises that were on my thighs, mostly, were from his fingers. I'll leave y'all to know what the rest is all about. Okay? Because we know that these evildoers have that spiritual wickedness in high places. And they know that whatever it is they want to do, do to us, we would not agree to. So they spike our drink so they can get away with it anyway. Or try to. Well, lo and behold... She told me that that stuff, that date rape drug, it does not stay in the system long at all. And so these evildoers know that too. And so they ended up going to court with me, thankfully. I got the restraining order out on that dude. And the judge threw the book at him because he got haughty with the judge. Not a good idea. <laughs> right? Okay. So, I had never heard of a lifetime restraining order, but that one got one. Because that judge told him if he even looks in my direction, all I would have to do is call 911 and he's done. So, we got that taken care of. And so, then I finally got closure as to what happened. You know, it, it's not, it's not what happened. You know, yeah, I was glad to know where those bruises came from. Not how they occurred, <laughs> but I got the closure I needed so I could move forward. Because that would have bothered me for a long time wondering what the heck. Because we tend to know ourselves, you know? So anyway, that was the trance-like stare of the Jezebel that I noticed. And I came to learn about that after God awakened me to and from all the abuse and started revealing these things to me. And as I got more immersed in God's word, he started to reveal more of that in the spiritual as well. So we were able to basically put together the puzzle, a spiritual puzzle, if you will. And then the more that we learned from down in the rabbit hole even, at how the world is a stage and that these narcissistic abusers 
are demonically possessed. And so we start to see them as the demonically possessed biological being that they are. We have to, because we have to stop seeing them as a human in order for us to learn how to deal with them by not dealing with them and for us to be able to fully heal. That's for somebody. We stop viewing the narcissist as a human because they're not. They're demonically possessed. Biological being. That's it. Doing the bidding of the devil by dishing out all of that abuse. They themselves don't even know. Remember how God tells us in Jude 1.4 that there will be many crept and unawares. Well, that's what we're seeing. They do not even know that they are demonically possessed because the devil and his demon spirit cannot exist without a human host. So the enemy is out here. He's the prince of the airwaves, right? All right, there you go. He's spitting out all these subliminal messages and then dishing out all that abuse to get negative emotional reactions out of people. We now know that every single negative emotion is a demon spirit because none of that's from God. God is a righteous God. And so we start to see more and more that Jezebel stare, that trance-like. It's like they stand there, their eyes glaze over, and they have like this extremely stone-cold, there you go, like stone-cold expression on their face. It is so doom and gloom. And, oh man, because once we see it, we cannot unsee it. And so, in that Jezebel case study that I had to get confirmation in the physical, I saw the same thing in her when I got there. Was not able to see it virtually. Okay, that's the thing. God needed to show me in the physical. Did I expect her, as you'll learn about on the Patreon channel, did I expect her to do what she did? Spiking my drink? A glass of wine, right? Okay. Remember, God, listen, y'all. God did not say, because, listen, we know the health benefits of a glass of red wine, right? Okay. There you go. The health benefits. And I know it's thought to represent the blood of Christ, but there are healing properties, okay? And red wine is also beneficial because it's alkaline. We're around a bunch of radio frequency that throws our pH balance off inside the body. So having a couple of glasses of red wine is not a bad thing if you are one of those who does that. Do not let anybody, the enemy or anybody, make you feel guilty for that. Okay? Because when we get into God's reality and we are fully healed, we are no longer turning to certain things like that as a coping mechanism. No! Because we are changing that thinking. We look at those things for the healing components that are there. And remember, God's not going to say 
He's going to monitor, yeah, because he's on the inside of us. But we don't do it in excess. In other words, right, we don't sit there and purposely or unintentionally um, get drunk. Okay? That's what God means by not doing anything in excess. All right? So, she spiked my drink. But God kept my subconscious awake, so I did the forensic analysis on my body, and I remembered not only what the lady from the crisis center had told me, but also what I have been trained in forensic science to do. Yes, you all. For those who don't know, I have a bachelor's in criminal justice. I have a master's in forensic toxicology. As of this September of 2023, I am in the proposal stage of my dissertation, a PhD in forensic psychology. So when you hear me speak of these things, yes, it's coming from God's wisdom, but it's also coming with basic scientific facts. Because when I took forensic medicine one and two for my master's, I learned more about bruise patterns, abrasion patterns, Cuts, scrapes, and all of that. Remember, I just said a little bit ago, patterns tell a story. So, I was dating that dude. I was already, see, that, that was God's preparation. I want y'all to understand that. That was God's preparation for what that Jezebel female did. And also for my forensic training. God was already preparing me because he knew I was going to need that knowledge. Because of the spiritual battle. And because that Jezebel does not even know she's a Jezebel. She clueless. Her, the human host is completely baffled and confused as to how I was able to get out of that hospital. Go back to the house. Get cleaned up. Pull myself together. Load up my car. And hightail it out of there. Get to a hotel for that night. Relax. I already had the game plan because God already had the escape route. Because he knew I was going to go through that. God kept my subconscious awake and took notes on my behalf like he always does. And so I detailed that case study and the results on Consulting for Heightened Awareness's Patreon channel. That's the membership channel, yes. Also titled Narcissism and Cognitive Dissonance. When you sign on to become a loyal patron, you will gain access to more real-world connection to the spiritual realm. And there is a disclaimer. That channel is for those who are ready to accept. They've been lied to since birth about a lot of things. And man's tradition is just one of many. It takes a while to sink in that we are dealing with yep, a spiritual battle for the mind, the subconscious, and ultimately the soul. As you will hear more about on our YouTube channel, also titled Narcissism and Cognitive Dissonance. So for those who are just now catching CHA's Truth Seeker podcast, you can always find 
all the social platform where consulting for heightened awareness CHA is located on the my social page of the website at cdhrwdrmd.org and the link to the website CHA Academy and that social platform page CHA's social platform links are in this podcast description as well for quicker access because we are on Instagram Facebook TikTok Quora YouTube Patreon and then now across multiple podcast platforms we also have on the Patreon channel CHA Truth Analyzer podcast where we analyze certain things from this Truth Seeker podcast a little bit more. Kind of taking a, a deeper dive, if you will, to getting the truth about what is really going on out there on the world stage and how the enemy continues to deceive and then ultimately these evildoers, the narcissists, are deceived doing the deceiving. Oh, make no mistake about it. The devil's not deceived. He knows God's spiritual truth. He just doesn't want us to know them. And like I say often on YouTube, that's too bad. Because God is always in full control. Yes, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And so we learn that when we see that trance-like stare, it's very, very, yeah, it's very distinct. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. It's very distinct. It's very different than just having a thoughtful look. You know what I'm saying? Chosen one, we can't do that kind of stare because we're not demonically possessed. Remember, we do that inner work at the beginning of the healing process to get out from under what's known as not fleas, which are trauma triggers, which come from, that's right, the demon spirits that were projected outward onto us through the demonically possessed biological beings out here. And so we do have to overcome those. Like some of us, some of us, had that demon of anxiety clinging, right? Trying to get in there. And we had to learn how to go, ah, 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 rebuke in the name of Jesus. Resist the devil and he shall flee. I don't care how many times we got to do it till it had eventually go away. Because we have to understand that when the God is on the inside of us, none of that stuff is coming from him. So we don't need to let ourselves continue to get duped into internalizing that stuff doesn't belong to us. It's external. Remember, when God awakened us to and from all of that, he turned things back around into the upright position. Because the renewing of the mind requires a rewiring of our brain. Somewhat for chosen one. Because we were never fully asleep. Glory be to God. But we were partially asleep. Until God awakened us to push us into our purpose and get us out of the matrix. And we learn 
that when we spot that trance-like stare, that we're doing, that's a Jezebel, 100%. And we are not to ignore that. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants to have as many Jezebels running around out here as he possibly can. And don't forget, they are, the Jezebels are jealous maniacs. Extremely jealous. Especially of the chosen ones. Because they know, the Jezebels know, that when we come into our calling, and we're doing what God put us on this planet to do, that we are going to reap big time. That we are going to snatch back. That we are going to inherit everything that God promised. Mm-hmm. Because God is the promise keeper. And so the enemy doesn't want us to receive it. But again, there's nothing he can do about it. So I want y'all to keep that in mind. That if you see someone walking around out here and, and you know what I'm talking about. It's very, very distinctive. It's creepy at first. The first time you see it, it's pretty creepy. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. And if you have not seen that yet, brace yourself. Because you will. They're out there. And for many of us, they're in our own biological families as well. Oh man, I had a handful. Oh goodness gracious. Y'all are not alone. I don't see it. Oh my gosh. One, two, three, four, five. Right off the top of my head. So, it is what it is. And we learn that we don't allow them into our lives. When we can, we go 100% no contact. Remember, God is the author of the no contact rule. In 2 Timothy 3, where he tells us they will have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof from such. Turn away. That's no contact also. Several times in God's word, he tells us also to not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, meaning don't hang out with them. Do not hang out with them. Mm -mm. If you have to work with them, you keep it work-related. That's right. All right. If you are at a job that's your calling, because you love your job, you're passionate about it, it's got a helping and healing component, right? Okay, as it should. And you got some toxic co-workers, uh-huh, the narcissist, they're trying to separate you from what you love. Remember, the enemy always tries to separate us from what we love. We learn to not let him do that. That's right. And so for you, for anyone who wants to learn how to deal with these toxic narcissistic abusers, the evildoers out here, in any environment, this course can apply to that too. Oh, it does. The five steps that I share for how to deal with toxic co-workers applies to dealing with that's right the narcissist in any environment again it's called how to deal with toxic co-workers 
at chaacademybtbw.com. Once you enroll in the course, everything's already there. Short video lesson, PDF downloadable notes for you to keep. That's right. And you'll have the option of making the one-time payment or five monthly installments. And periodically, we may put those courses on discount as part of CHA's celebrations. <laughs> okay? And when we do that, you will see the discount in the middle of the one-time payment and the five-monthly installment already discounted. So if you go over there after the celebration and you don't see that, <laughs> then you know there's no celebration going on at that time. All right? And we look forward to seeing you there in the growing community of Spiritual Warriors for Christ where iron sharpens iron with our fellow Spiritual Warriors for Christ. As always, if you all have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. I am Michelle Dickey, your host for CHA's Truth Seeker Podcast on Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, Simplecast, Deezer, Ditcher, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and more. Sending love and light to all fellow warriors. Thank you for watching, listening, and for your support. Until next time, let's show some gratitude to the Heavenly Father. And you keep being you. In Jesus' name, amen.